What are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I have, oh my God, guys, we need to talk. I know what we need to talk about. Oh my God, we need to talk about something. Are you recording? Oh yeah, I'm recording. Race, religion, politics. Go for it. I think that's something that's always been a problem when homosexuality is represented, it's often white people that they use. If you stay within that bubble and you're just around people who have the same views as you, you're not going to grow or learn anything and these divides in society are just going to come even deeper and even more entrenched. Whenever we start a podcast, we go, hi! Because it's easy to put a hashtag or share a post, but the difficult part comes when you need to have tough conversations, one-to-one, face-to-face. So I think it's really cool that like they're really challenging the stereotypes around what it means to be different kinds of minorities. Hi everybody, I'm Sarah and I'm in Athens, Greece. Hi, my name's Lola and I'm Grace and you are listening to No Shade. Hi ladies. Hi. Hey, what's up? How was your birthday, Lala? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Why do you always have to overshadow me? Why do you always have to overshadow me, Grace? <laughs> the people need my voice too, Sarah. Thank you for singing the right version. How was your birthday, Lala? It was super chill. It was like what I wanted. I just relaxed, went for a massage and had dinner with my fam. So it was pretty perfect. That sounds amazing. How old are you now? I'm 25. And how was the massage? Yeah, no, it was super nice. I really wanted to find somewhere. And London is so expensive for stuff like that. But I was like, fuck it. It's my birthday. I'm going to go do it. And it was very nice. It was so relaxing. It was a bit of money. Like, my wallet isn't built like that. How much is a bit of money? People don't need to be watching my pocket. So I'm going to put it at that. In Greece, they're all 10 euros. And they're like in like proper places. If it's not a hotel or anything, but it's like a proper place. If it's not a hotel, I'd say it would be like 20 euros. Like if you wanted like really fancy but then you'd have like you'd have like add-ons and stuff 10 that is so cheap i'm sorry i didn't take you guys when you were here what i know you grace so much that was exactly what i was gonna ask you because you're saying all this stuff you know how much i love massages and i was in athens for a week and this didn't come up because you were too busy drinking beer in the fucking metro and tram (laughs) right i forgot drinking beer on a tram massage you know which one i would go for Anyways, but that's besides the point. That is actually besides the point. But you had a good birthday, Lala. Yeah, it was good. Although I learned something about myself at the massage. So like, I love a good massage like you. Like it's the most relaxing thing to me. However, I don't like my stomach being rubbed. That felt just, <laughs> that felt too intimate for me. Like she was rubbing my legs, like my, my glutes, everywhere else I was fine. But my stomach felt a bit intimate. I was like, oh, you don't know me like that. Like, please don't be doing that. I don't know why that specifically made me so uncomfortable. You are such a weirdo. You are such a weirdo. That's so weird. It's like, (laughs) I don't like my shoulders being rubbed. That's too intimate. Like, buy me a drink first. I don't know what it was about her touching my stomach. I was like, this is very uncomfortable to me. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of... You learning that, uh, Lola. Uh, I was thinking, actually, I was thinking about like what we should talk about like today, and I thought it would be interesting if we like because now we are all over twenty five officially. You're the baby in the group, so I was thinking like it would be interesting to talk about what we've learned in our twenties so far, and like what are the lessons we are taking with us in the next five years, and yeah, what we wish we'd known when we were twenties. What do you guys think? Let's do it. You start, you start. Oh no, that's not why I said we should talk about this. <laughs> yeah, you start, Sarah. That's a good idea. Take it away. The floor is yours, baby. <laughs> oh my god, stop putting me in this part. I thought about the idea, but then didn't finish thinking about what I've learned. Uh, but I've learned. I've learned that things are not as bad as usually think they are. So whenever something has happened in my life and I thought, oh my God, this is a disaster. This is the end of it. I'm panicking, like going on like crisis mode. Like, oh my God, we need to fix this. Things usually end up well. And whenever something 
unexpected has happened it's usually led to some good things you know and i've learned to just like accept that life happens the way it's supposed to be and things are never as bad as you think they are i know that's difficult when you're in the moment and when you live in it, it's difficult to have that perspective and that like frame of mind when you think your world is falling apart but that's something really good that i'm going to take with me like until i turn 30 obviously from now on that come down think things are going to be okay things usually end up fine and nothing in life is temporary the good or the bad um yeah that's something i've learned do you have any examples of that um things like obviously exams like panicking starting from university exam that i wasn't ready for an exam or that i'd fucked up in an essay or that going a terrible degree i remember for example in my dissertation i remember i so i told you guys a story right that i submitted my dissertation a minute before it was it was due i left it so last minute that i didn't have a cover letter like you know what's the cover letter that says the contents of the the dissertation didn't even have my name on it all it had was, was my student id i didn't have time to fill in all of that i remember i was crying because i didn't even have an acknowledgement i really wanted to like thank my mom my my supervisor like i didn't do any of that my dissertation was 10,000 words instead of 13,000 words i remember like i was so so upset like for uh, two months by the time like we got our our grade i was like oh my god i failed i'm terrible my god i didn't do this like i was upset turns out i got a first i got a 75 it's amazing and because like in my head i was like oh my god i screwed up i can't believe i didn't it's all because of me being careless and leaving everything last minute everything turned out okay and even if i'd had let's say i didn't have like a first still everything would have been fine because not like i'm using my degree today like no one cares what i did at university but in the moment like oh my god you screwed up your your dissertation that's say your career is over you're never gonna do anything in your life that's that's one example um times like me breaking up with my boyfriend thinking again like i wasn't gonna be okay like i wasn't going to survive like it was a terrible idea because of the time that we'd been together investing all that time like oh my god i'm how can i be without him i'm used to being with him again now I'm, i'm alive i'm i'm fine you know um uh jobs that i haven't gotten like interviews that i've like not gotten the job thinking oh my god that was my dream job i can't believe it like i'm never gonna get, get another opportunity like that that was my dream job and looking back i'm glad i didn't get those jobs you know because i'm i'm where i'm now and i'm happy right now stuff like that really like something as small as missing the bus there have been times like when i've missed the bus and then like down the road like something has happened and i've ended up like they've been traffic and then <laughs> things like those things are not as bad as you think I'm a big believer in that, like, you may not necessarily get what it is you want, but you definitely get what it is you need. So I totally feel your comments, Robert. At the time, it may seem awful, but in the grand scheme of things, it works out how it needs to work out. I think so. I think we should trust. I trust life more. Like, like the events, like, are going on and happening. I trust the process of life and just surrendering and just taking you where life wants to take you. Which is... It's an important thing to learn now as well because the 20s is like, it's a make or break, isn't it, for learning that lesson. Some people will either get it, like you've got it, you understand that it's much better just to go with the flow and accept that you're on a, you're on a journey and things will change and things will work out or not work out. Um, and some people struggle with that lesson. They, they want to control things and I think that can be difficult if you do want to be in control of your of your destiny entirely and for everything to work out exactly as you planned then you're going to set yourself up for a lot of disappointment in your future so it's definitely important to learn that now because it's not like it's going to get easier you know like obviously the 20s are very up and down and you're what you're establishing yourself as a person and your job and stuff but it's not like your life is going to be smooth from 30s onwards there'll be different things that you'll have to to battle like you'll have mortgages you'll have children you'll have a husband or a wife exactly exactly so it's good that you've learned that now what about you guys what have you learned um i think that I've realized, especially over the last few days, 
because like it was my birthday a couple days ago and what was really important to me at this kind of time in this moment was to have alone time to really take stock of the past few years and take stock of my intentions and what I want for the next few years because I do really feel it's a new chapter and the one thing that I learned the most and I realized over the past couple days was that as long as I move like in a sincere way and I'm not malicious that's all that really matters like nothing else really matters at all because quite often I think I can get in my own head and worry about a lot of things worry about what people think and be concerned with how I'm viewed or how people perceive me and at the moment I can truly say I don't give a fuck because as long as I'm sincere in everything I do I do everything with good intentions and when I do make mistakes I am sincere in my apologies and how I approach those situations and I'm not malicious in any way. Nothing anyone else says about me really and truly matters at all. And I think that's the biggest thing I came to and really coming to that conclusion and really believing that in myself and understanding that is so unbelievably freeing because now like whatever I do and however I move, I'm not worried about what other people are thinking. I'm not worried about what other people are saying or how other people are seeing it. I'm like, end of the day, I'm a good person. I haven't done anything wrong to you on purpose and if I have wronged someone I can admit that so if I trust my instincts in anything I just think that everything's going to be okay and I'm a lot more comfortable with myself after coming to that and having realized that I think that's one of the hardest things isn't it though about accepting who you are um in relation to not not how the rest of the world perceives you but it's how you perceive yourself because we're not really raised to think about our own perception of ourselves. we're raised to worry about how the rest of the world views us even like little things from as a child when you're told off what will it's always what will x y and z think of you these are things that we take for granted when we're growing up but as we're you know you reach your teenage years you reach your 20s and I think we've all agreed that the 20s is the decade where we become extremely self-critical but I think that you're right in the sense that the only way to really overcome that kind of damaging self-criticism is to realize that you are the only person you should really be answerable to and if you can look at yourself in the mirror and like you say really say truthfully honest honestly that the way you move through life is with kindness in your heart and with good intention then you are the only how can I put this not judge but your your voice is the only one that you should really be concerned for and that's not to say you know other people's opinions don't matter I think it's always very important to um consider the way you're your actions impact on others but again it comes back to you and your own consideration of your actions how do you feel like you can come to that point where you do value your own perception of yourself higher than others like was it a process of where you just reached that point um or did you really teach yourself it's a hard process it is difficult and it's something that i'm still growing in in myself like as you guys know i'm a very self-critical person I'm very in my own head and I self-analyze myself constantly and it's excessive if anything and when you are like that you do take little things and little parts of your character and you scrutinize them to the point where you almost think you're a bad person for things that in reality are pretty insignificant because you're overanalyzing it and you're putting too much emphasis on something that in the grand scheme of things isn't that big of a deal. And being able to take time for myself and be by myself and to really look at myself, look at the relationships I've made, the decisions I've made, the experiences I've had... I was able to say that I genuinely believe that in the things that I've done, I've never done anything with the intention of hurting another person. And at times when I may have hurt other people, I've been very open to 
understanding what I've done and grown and learning from that as much as that seems like common sense like oh we all do that of course if I do something bad of course I'm going to apologize or of course I don't do anything you know purposely to hurt people however a lot of people don't know how to apologize a lot of people when they do things when they say things to other people in their interactions with others it comes from a place of ego where they're thinking of how that situation can help themselves or benefit themselves. And the moment you kind of step out of that and you're not so focused on what you want out of something when you interact with people, you're coming from a place of like that's sincere and that's genuine. And of course, like, you know, we're all selfish to a certain extent, but I think it's holding yourself accountable and being accountable to yourself because there are a lot of people in this world who, from the outside, we may say they, oh my God, they're the best person. They're so nice. They're so lovely. However, internally, they're not so great. And there's people from the outside who are like, they're so hostile. They're so cold. They're so this. But internally, they have good intentions. I obviously I take into account people's opinions, but ultimately I can't put too much stock in what other people think because the minute I do that, I start trying to kind of conform to what they want. And quite often how people see you is them projecting something else onto you. It is. I think I think that's completely true. And I, I think we're all guilty of it. But, and I think sadly more often than not, that is the way you are perceived is like you say it's people's own projections people's own assumptions 100% so it's a it's a process but I think if you just start with just the nugget of I'm good and I'm good because I move sincerely and without malice and you grow from that everything becomes so much easier just that little kind of nugget of happiness or inside you and you move from that like honestly it's been so good for me right now like I feel like I'm in my skin a lot better now mm, I think it's important what you said though Lala from for us all to remember as well that when we are mad at someone or feeling some kind of way about someone to consider what's going on in their head we might be projecting something as well yeah and I often think that when I'm pissed off at somebody, I am trying to learn to take a step back and be like, okay, you can't make assumptions about what's in their head. You can't make assumptions about their intentions. And for all I know, they're sitting there, like you say, the way that you do, and I, and I do the same, going over in their head about how they said this or should they have said that or worrying about little things they did or didn't do. I think we, we're all sadly kind of prisoners of our own obsessive self-critique and give people a break I suppose as we would want the same to be done for us so I think that's really it's a, it's very important what you say don't let your own assumptions about other people and projections about other people impact the way you you view them it's, it's really it's a hard question you've posed us Sarah I have to say because I've thought about a few things uh, some stuff I think we've talked about in previous episodes and one of them that I was going to mention but it's actually quite similar to yours Lola is about the need to be kind to yourself I don't mean that just in terms of self-care I think self-care is a great thing but um, I think the ultimate self-care isn't necessarily you know having a bubble bath or watching your favorite TV program although these things are really important the ultimate self-care is just talking to yourself kindly because I read an article about this about ways to combat self-criticism is literally just about talking to yourself in your own head more kindly so where your default position when you fuck up might be to chastise yourself instead literally look at yourself in the mirror and say it's okay you fucked up it's not a big deal everybody does it it's gonna be fine move on so i've started doing that in the last few months actually because your relationship with yourself is where everything begins um, I keep reading that recently as well. I suppose that's why I wanted to talk about that. It's because I keep reading places that you need to focus on your, your relationship with yourself because it's the only relationship that you're, that's guaranteed to last forever. It's so true. Yeah. But I suppose that's something I've learned more in the last, I'd say, six to 12 months. Looking back, though, from when I was in my early 20s... <sighs> I don't know I've learned so many things. I was a baby when I was 20. <laughs> like, 
Um, I think you're gonna have to come back to me. I think you've learned not to take things too personally. Yes, but I think that comes back into this idea of being kind to yourself. Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily. It comes to like not letting things affect you as much as it did in the past. Yes. Just having like tougher skin and like not letting it like sit with you. Because I remember like I've known you obviously for many years. And like I can tell like from the stuff that you'd tell me like someone would do something and you'd come up home and like you'd call me and we'd talk about it for an hour. <laughs> like would like talk about oh my god I don't know like it was the end of the world but I know now you don't talk to me about that stuff as much I'm sure shit happens to you during the day but you don't let it sit with you it happens and then you let go of it like you get upset in the moment and then you forget about it and you just move on you don't let negative shit sit with you because you realize that it's not as bad like things are temporary it's gonna go like there's no point torturing yourself and sitting like with that negativity and that hurt inside you for shit that don't matter in the long run I think that's something you've learned whether you know it or not maybe no I, I actually I agree that letting go is definitely something that is a is a 20s milestone being able to let go of things and also I suppose the thing is you have so many firsts in your 20s things like your first love stuff like that of course happens but you know your first job your first job your first real stepping out into the world and being completely independent and self-sustainable so there's there's so many like physical learning curves that force you to have mental learning curves at the same time yeah for sure it's a difficult time. It's such a weird time. Mm, it really is. And I'm really looking forward to the 30s in that respect because I really like to believe that everybody that says it is right. The 20s are like, I kind of view it as this difficult journey. Like you're climbing mountains and swimming across lakes and battling strong winds. And I like to think of the 30s as a little bit more like... I don't know, you're still traveling, it's still a journey, but I don't know, maybe you got a bike or something. <laughs> and, and there are no hills. <laughs> a lot of people speak about it the way you have, like it really is like you are wading through this crazy forest and you have to get to the other side and it's a bit more relaxed. But I was like thinking about it, I feel like your 20s is more like building a, a house or a home. Like the foundation part is the most difficult and strenuous part. But if you have that solid... Like everything you build on top of that is going to be good and it's going to last. I love that. And like that's for sure how I see my 20s right now. I see it less so me like waiting to get to an easier side or get to a better side, but me like building a really solid kind of mental and spiritual and physical foundation that when it comes to my my 30s, my 40s, my 50s and, you know, God willing, 60s, 70s, (laughs) I'm solid in myself. Things will come and like, you know, life goes up and down. However, it won't shake me that badly because I have this foundation. And I really do think that's what your 20s are for. That is the best metaphor for the 20s I think that is so accurate because you're right like we said after your 20s it doesn't all get smooth you're still building your house you're still having to do like the repairs it still might flood at some point but you have that like you say you've built that foundation you're resilient right it's resilience that we're building now for sure yes that's what I've learned Sarah that is the way to describe all of this emotional resilience oh my god podcast over bye thanks for listening (laughs) see ya yeah I think that's what yeah you become more resilient to stuff yes and that's how you can let things go let the little things go that's how you learn to love yourself And that's how you learn to value your own opinion of yourself above other people's opinions of you. It's emotional resilience. Exactly. Oh, we've nailed that. Hallelujah. (laughs) Done. Tick. Um, (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Um, Something else we've also discussed in a previous episode. See, this is all ties in. Something else I've learned. I'm still struggling, but like I'm now more aware of it as a as a problem and as an issue as something that I want to fix and I want to keep fixing is um, not comparing myself to others like I know swimmers their coaches always tell them not to look to the side even marathon runners like they always tell you don't look at the back to see the competition just focus on what you're doing uh, because if you do that like obviously you get you focus on your own goals yeah you get sidetracked you're slowed down like it slows you down to keep looking back and I've realized like the same happens with life just because someone else is successful doesn't mean 
that I'm a failure or if someone else is going a bit slower than me, it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily successful. I'm always trying to compete with myself. Like, I want to be better than I was yesterday. That's all I am for. Keep improving every every single day. And especially, like, today with, like, social media, with Instagram, with Facebook, like, everyone is posting their bodies, their fashion, all the travel that they're doing, all the amazing promotions again from their jobs. It's very difficult, like, to not compare yourself. Like, oh, my God, we graduate at the same time. You're doing so much more than I am. Oh, my God, you're 20 and I'm 26. You've accomplished so much than me. And it's difficult to, like, focus on myself and not look at others and focus on my journey and not feel the need to compete with others like that will sidetrack me you know because I'll try and do things that are not true to myself or true to my purpose I'm just realizing that my journey has nothing to do with what other people are doing you know or what they have it has to do with like what I want to accomplish from life what I'm passionate about and it's it's difficult like to yeah not compare yourself with, with others and that's something like I'm constantly aware of like even when I go to a meeting and I see someone like leading the meeting who's like on my level and I see oh my god she's so good at it she's so co- she's so confident a part of me is like oh my god she's so much better than I am I have to be- beat her like why why do I need to do that so yeah not comparing I'm not saying that like looking around you and having higher standards and aiming having a role models is bad but you have to be careful that you're not putting yourself down or thinking you're inferior because someone else is more successful than you I think the thing with role models is that they're meant to inspire you not make you feel inferior yeah so it's, yeah it's, it's different yeah like if you see someone and you see like you say you could you could look at it from a different angle you see a woman in the boardroom who's really confident and say that's amazing and that's going to inspire me to be more confident rather than she's amazing why am I not her you know it's about flipping your own like auto reactions on their head checking your reactions to things I think it's a hard one because the society we live in we live in like a capitalist society so everything we do is like you know propelled by competition and comparing yourself to others like even in school our exams are our grades uh, what's the word when they balance them out and they compare it to everyone else? Weighted. Yeah, they find that by comparing the scores across the country in order to decide what is an A, B or C grade. And that's just kind of culturally how we're raised. We're raised to compare ourselves. Using the same, like, um, my brain's going so blank. Like, using the same criteria, which doesn't make any sense at all. But that's just how it works. So to kind of step out of that and to not do that is such a difficult thing because it goes against how we're raising every instinct we have. But it is so important. You're right. And I think that you, you, you've made a good point, Sarah, about social media being quite a crucial point that forces, especially young people, I really worry about the generation below us, about how they're forced to continuously compare themselves. And I think that if you do feel social media is negative for you, Lola, you've talked about this before. Is is it you, Lola, that said that if you see an Instagram page that makes you feel bad, you unfollow it? Was it you that said that? I mean, I have taken an Instagram hiatus. Yeah, you've taken a full hiatus as well. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that there was, I mean, a while back there was a page I was following and it was like this woman and she was stunning and she was very dope and I had to unfollow it because it was making me feel like some kind of way. But it might not be me you're talking about. I did, I didn't know you, you unfollowed me, Lola. When did you unfollow me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was you. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> but there was someone so I think there are like if social media this a little note for our listeners if social media doesn't make you feel bad about yourself and it, it, it probably will at some point make you feel bad about yourself you need to be very mindful of that because it's set up in a way that is going to make you feel like you need to be something else or you need to be someone else and that is not ever ever healthy so Instagram you can follow people that inspire you and make you feel good but check that so if you see a page that continuously makes you feel like you're too fat or you're too thin or you're not doing enough with your day unfollow the fuck out of that page because you don't need that in your life or as Lola has done take a full break deactivate your Instagram for a while take your face away from that screen these things are important and so you do need to be mindful about the way you use social media for sure yes definitely uh what else what else have we learned what about friends let's touch on friends 
unfollowing friends in real life. Yes. Yes. This 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 is kind of our we were gonna try and introduce an Agony Aunt segment. So another quick side note for our listeners. We are gonna play Agony Aunt to each other, but we can also play Agony Aunt to you. So if you have a, a little problem or a question or an issue you want to, us to discuss, then you can send us a message and we will try and slot you into our next Agony Aunt segment. It won't be every episode, but it'll pop up every now and again. So send us your problems. Um, what were you talking about? <laughs> we're talking about friends and unfollowing friends. In, well, not necessarily unfollowing friends in real life. But like, well, no, f- yeah, I'm following friends in real life, and then that's exactly, exactly what we're talking about. A uh, side note of Grace's side note. So side note by side note. <laughs> <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really like want to stress like what I said like in the beginning about everything is gonna be okay because it is going to be okay like that's an important lesson that I want our audiences to just remember I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again like you will get over everything like if you've lost a relationship you've broken up you've lost a job you will always get over it like that's a promise it's true it's true you just have to believe it and work towards it yeah so don't think about the past and don't think about the future just live right now be present time is very precious it's the most precious thing we have so don't waste it like stressing about stuff that has already happened because you can't change anything and don't stress about things that haven't happened because again you can't control the future be present this is such a healing episode (laughs) but anyway end of side note yeah end of side note end of side note to the side notes back to so back to the question of letting go of friends unfollowing friends in real life that's something else we've also learned in our 20s obviously because we are going through it well yeah this is the thing like I think you have to learn this in your 20s because you are going to have to let go of friends in real life but I actually was going to say I find it really hard but then I went through this thing fairly recently it's been going on for maybe a year or so where I realised that I had to basically stop being in contact with some of my friends that I met at university like good friends like we were all in one big group but um, the guys in that group most of the guys it's, it's funny how it's um it's divided kind of along gender lines are just assholes the way that they can't maturely have discussions like we've talked about before like you can actually talk to people who have a difference of opinion or might uh, have a position that you fully just doesn't match with your morals or your values you should be able to talk about them but I've realized with, the, with this group there's a total lack of maturity uh, and a real kind of um, what would you call it like lad mentality and I actually was thinking like of talking to you guys about it a while ago like how can I just cut them out I've known them for so long we're such a big group I'm still really tight with all the girls and then I saw the guys a couple of weeks ago and I realized it's not going to be hard to cut them out at all I'm just going to stop speaking to them <laughs> problem solved yeah it's a, it's kind of an agony art episode but I think like I kind of came to my own conclusion that if it's really hard for you to to move on from a friendship then maybe that friendship deserves a little bit more work maybe it deserves a bit more of a conversation but for me it was like well it wasn't hard at all so then that's you you make that cut yourself and you don't need to look back what do you guys think I think what what you said like obviously drifting apart from friends can happen even when the other party the other like group of friends like when they haven't done anything wrong like people just naturally like drift apart and people change so maybe when you are in your 20s I'm sure they did the exact same things they're doing now you just you are a different person like so you didn't either notice them because you're a different person you had a different perspective or you grew up and learned about how their behavior was problematic but it's just a matter of you know changing and in your 20s like that's when you begin like to kind of come into yourself and like know what you want and make choices because when you're a teenager and when you're in school you don't really choose your friends you know because you're on the same you all do the same shit it's not like you you do anything on your own it's not like you have interests of your own as much it's just where your parents decide like to put you and that's how your friends 
that's how you acquire friends or else at university or in your 20s in general you're actively like choosing who to spend time with and I've realized like sometimes with people like from university sometimes you'll you'll all go in the same direction like we did and sometimes you're just going to do different things and that's fine so people that I was tied with at university I don't speak to them as much right now because we just have different priorities and it's okay like some people are not meant to be in your life forever you know some relationships are not meant to last they're supposed like to teach you something at a certain stage in your life uh you're supposed to be together again in a certain st- stage of your life but that doesn't mean that you have to be friends forever like they can be just uh, a friend friends for a certain period so yeah i don't know it's it's, it's okay to to kind of give space because again as we leave university our time is more is limited we are working we have responsibilities so the people you spend time with they have to be people like you actually genuinely like I don't want to go broke like going for brunch with people I don't like brunch is expensive I'm going to be like no dude I'm going to stay at home and watch Netflix or go to brunch on my own or, or do something or just buy a bottle of Prosecco and have brunch at home yes exactly I've been on like both extremes of this in that so when I was younger I was very much that person where like if I wasn't meshing with you like okay no we don't need to hang out we need to be friends and it, like even like you know even if it wasn't necessarily like we're arguing like definitely if we don't like we're not fuck with each other we don't get on definitely I'm not hanging out with you or if like I don't know you're just vibes off I'm just not feeling you I'm not hanging out with you and then I got old and I was like, well, you can't be so kind of cut and dry with people. You can't be like, either I'm friends with you, I'm not friends with you. You can't be so, you know, so drastic about things. Particularly when I went to, got to university, I was like, okay, I'm going to be more open with people. I'm going to make the effort to get to know people and, you know, take the time rather than being like, okay, you're not my kind of person. I'm not hanging out with you. Because to be honest, if I was like that at uni, I just wouldn't have spoken to anyone. Because everyone was just not the people that I would have chosen to hang out with when I first got there. And then I think now I've gotten more to the point where, okay, I don't need to be so extreme where I'm cutting people out of my life left, right and center. But I don't have to hold on to relationships that don't bring me anything anything positive. I'm at a point now where I'm very much like, if I'm going to be around you, you have to be someone who, you know, adds to my life. You help me grow in some way. And I think what's unfortunate is quite often, not in like a case like yours where your friends are just straight up dicks and you have to let them, (laughs) you have to let them go. I think quite often we wait until we hate a person before we remove ourselves from the situation. And I'm really not trying to do that with people. I'm not trying to wait until we cannot stand each other before I move away from that situation. Sometimes it's like, okay, like, I don't hate you. I don't have any bad feelings towards you. I just need to remove myself a little bit from this. Doesn't mean I'm never going to speak to you again. I just think we need to kind of shift the dynamics of our relationship or friendship, as it were. And I think that's something that is that in itself is very, very difficult because we either are like, well, they're not a horrible person. So let's stay being friends, but you're not happy in that situation. Like the same way, if you're in a relationship with someone, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they don't have to be a horrible person for you to be like, okay, but I don't need to be in this relationship. It's the same thing with friendships. Mm. But also I would say, obviously every friendship is different. Every dynamic is different. And we're covering, like you say, lots of different bases. But also, I think one thing that we as a humanity are bad at is having honest conversations. If you feel like you still love your f- a friend or a group of friends or whatever, but you're having trouble with the change in dynamic or maybe you're growing apart somewhat, have a conversation with them. You know, like talk about it because you don't know what they're thinking. They might be wanting to say something to you. And sometimes those watershed conversations can be very cathartic and they might, they might allow you to move on in the way that you thought you were going to regardless. But then they also might make you, they might heal something that had been breaking, you know? So don't be afraid of having those difficult conversations. I hear you, Grace, and that's the advice I would give to you, but. Honestly speaking, I don't think I'll ever do that. <laughs> Have you never done that? No, it's not something I would do, especially if it's someone like, as much as like, I liked you one once and like, 
I care about you. Like, if I want us to, I don't want us to be friends anymore. And I feel like that's not gonna change anytime soon. I don't think I would have that conversation, honestly speaking. Maybe it's because I would be scared. I would, I wouldn't want to be vulnerable. Maybe because I actually didn't care that much. But from my experience, I've had lots of friendships that have drifted apart. Uh, sometimes because I wanted to, so kind of let us like stop talking. Um, or maybe just because we were in different countries, so it, I didn't want like the effort and the energy that it takes to maintain such a friendship. I haven't had, I haven't had those conversations. I don't think I ever will, because I feel, I feel like maybe it would be too final. Maybe I will like making a big deal out of something. I don't know. I hear what you're saying, like it's important to have those conversations, but those conversations are, are things that I keep for people that I want in my life. I feel you. Like like what you just said, so if you keep it for people you want in your life, like I'm totally with you on that. For me, like if I feel like want to have that conversation and it is a very hard conversation to have, you're right. It means that it's a friendship that I want to keep and I want to fix. But if I'm just kind of like, I'm, if I'm very comfortable letting it go and I don't have any like hatred and animosity and kind of like, all right, let's just let it kind of fade off. It means I don't want to. The same way, like if, if a friend does something to me to piss me off, if I don't have a conversation with you about it and I just kind of move on from it, it means that like, okay, I'm done with you. Like I, there's nothing to fix there. Like I don't hate you. I'm just don't fuck with you. I'm just done. I'm I'm off and I've left it. And like this is something that's happened to me recently. Actually, I've thought about it. I was like, okay, I actually really want to have this relationship with this friend. And we had a conversation and we're cool. However, the other friend, I was like, actually, I don't feel to have a conversation with you because I don't care. Like I don't hate you. I don't wish you anything bad, but I don't care. But the friend that like. I did care about. We had that kind of awkward conversation, which was difficult, but now it's like, okay, it means that I actually want to retain you in my life. If I didn't have a conversation with you, I wouldn't have brought it up and I would have let us just whatever, move on. But that is what I'm talking about. That it's, you, you don't have those conversations with everybody, of course. At the same time though, <laughs> those conversations, those different conversations, they've been like friends that I really care about that have done something to really annoy me. But because, like, they were my friends, I was able to, like, put the annoyance, like, kind of let it go and not have the conversation about not take it to too personal and just, you know what, it's fine. I know them. It's okay. Just get over it. I don't feel like you need to have a conversation about everything that bothers you, that a friend does, because a lot of times it's you. So I think I agree with what you said. So depending, so it's a, it's a mixture of both. It's, it's something really bad that keeps happening all the time and bothers you a lot, then you do it. But if it's, if you think about it, it's like something small. And if you want, and if it's a friend you value and you care about and you want them to remain in your life and you don't want to make a big deal out of everything because again, you take, you give them the benefit of the doubt, you don't project, then sometimes you don't have to have those conversations. So it depends on their situation. Sometimes you just don't vibe anymore with people. I'm so about energies and sometimes you just don't vibe. They just don't go together. Not because one is good or one is bad. It just doesn't go. So you be there, I'll be here. It's fine. <laughs> to our listeners, I hope that was helpful. I think the fact that we all actually look at this from sort of different perspectives. We merge at some points, but I think it sounds like we all have a slightly different approach. So you have, our listeners have a different an array of opinions to work with. So whatever works for you. And I guess like ultimately it's about like, do you feel comfortable? A friendship should make you feel ultimately any relationship, like you said, Lola, whether it's a friend, whether it's a partner, whatever relationships that you have that you choose. Obviously with your family, it's a bit different. We'll talk about that another day. But relationships that you choose to have, like ultimately they need to make you feel good. They need to add to your life, not to spend more time taking away from you and draining you. So nice chat, guys. <laughs> Also, side note to side note of this, a uh, side note, something else I've just remembered about in your 20s. Uh, please spend time with your parents. Call them if you're lucky enough to, both, to have both of your parents alive or to have any of your parents in your life. Give them a call, send them a message, let them know like you're thinking about them. They really appreciate stuff like that. And 
as you grow older, you're going to appreciate like the relationship you have with your parents and you're going to get to understand them more and why they do that, who they do and why they are there, where they are. Um, yeah, it would be interesting like if our listeners as well like told us, shared with us what they've learned because obviously we have a lot more to learn. And if we have any listeners that are in their 30s, yeah, 40s, 50s, 60s, my mom. Yeah, mom, I was going to say. <laughs> Why don't you tell us like what your particular decade has taught you what do we have to look forward to <laughs> this has been like very good talk it's been important and very necessary talk because 20s is hard as fuck it's confusing as fuck and it's such a weird weird time and also because i'm into my horoscopes these days so Uranus, for the first time in like since like the forties, has entered. What did you say about my anus? You know what, Sarah? No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> you said something about my anus. Anyway, sorry. Go on. No, it's entered Taurus for the first time since like the 40s or something. And it means that like for the, a lot of changes are about to happen. So watch out for those and let's hope they're all positive. And even if negative things do happen, learn from them. And I think one thing that's really important that I think we're starting to forget, we're in the culture where we're all about positive thinking and positive vibes and positive energy and like don't think about negative stuff. But I wholeheartedly believe that you should embrace all your positive emotions and feelings and all negative emotions and feelings because you can learn from both of them and both are valuable. So like Sarah was saying earlier on, anything bad that comes your way, you can overcome it. And it is a lesson. Like even in that moment, it may feel bad. It's something you're going to learn from the same way, whatever negative emotions you may feel, feel them because they're, you know, they're legitimate and valid feelings. Just don't internalize them and think that's all there is. Like feel them and learn from them and grow from them because the good and the bad is part of the human experience. It's all, everything is part of the human experience. When you lose, don't lose the lesson. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, then. This has been good. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in and tune in next time because we only get better because we are epic. And so are you. Bye.